The content you're about to receive is complete bullshit. Please do not take this to be complete truth. Now sit back and enjoy the fucking show. Squareheads. Welcome to this episode of Squarehead. It's me, your host, Manohead, and my co-host. Marcello, baby, what it do? Thank you for joining us, and let's get right into it. What do we have today? Today, I want to talk about something that's happening in LA right now. It's been happening for, for a minute, um, but I just went to this place. What is it? I'm curious. A legendary man, the most legendary man in West Coast, in LA. Mm. The one and only Tupac, baby. What's it's an Tupac? art exhibition. Mm. It's called uh, Wake Me Up When I'm Free. So basically, that um, art exhibition um, showcase all of Tupac's uh, personal belongings uh, mm. for, from the Shakur estate. They don't even say it, Tupac's uh, personal belongings. It's a Shakur estate. So it's like all of his family's belongings. Mm. So um, you walk through the art exhibition shows like everything um, even before sh- uh, Tupac was born. Yeah. So like his family background, who's uh, in Black Panther Party, and then like his upbringing, his uncle, and then like all of his writings, bro. Like he, all of his books, he has like seven or maybe more notebooks. Uh, over there, they, they only show seven, but I'm guessing he probably has more. Okay. All of his notebooks with all of his writings, um, po- from poetry, song lyrics, um, screenplay, everything. Like you actually get to see his thought process, um, his business ideas, his uh, his first audition for uh, a movie, uh, mm. a TV show, and then unt- and then all of his outfits, uh, his most famous outfits until the day he um, he passed away, and even the doctor's um, notes of what he what's on him when he was found um, dead yeah. and brought to the hospital they have the doctor a copy of the doctor's note like everything like i wow. saw like he got like like 4300 or 4700 in his pocket when he was found dead wow. <laughs> which is now it's like what like 20 grand wow. he's just carrying it it's like but it's a really cool exhibition because it's a very immersive it's not like just a walkthrough it's it's a th- not 3d i wouldn't say 3d but it's a very immersive um technology Experience. that they uh use over there because like when the door opens bro the door opens it's not like sliding door or anything it like it actually makes like a cube and then like it opens like this you wow. walk in through and then like it, you first first of all you are joined with his own letters like letters to himself mm. that he, he read it in his voice um and then after that starts from his family background and you well, he he reads the letters yeah, it's it's his voice. It's his uh-huh. it's his own voice. Cause um when you when you first came in, bro, before before the door opens, you'll see like a like a big art installments mm. uh, all over the walls, and it's his tattoo all over his body that mm. they make into art installments, like a statue, and just like over there, and and there's one that's really big that's like a like a letter. I think that's what he's reading in the in the opening of the tour so yeah it's a it's a really cool because honestly like i'm guessing a lot of people in this world knows who tupac is right but not a lot of people knows what his background is like and why is he such a you know uh 
he's he's very uh vocal i would say about about uh pointing uh giving out his opinion and then like he's very expressive and where does that all comes from and you get to learn all of that there what's what's crazy to me is that they actually not just show notebooks but also notes of everything like they they have pages like single every single uh page of uh his notes on on display so that you can actually see his handwritings mm. it's to me it's like oh bro you actually get to see his thought process it's amazing to see there's something you mentioned that actually i'm interested in and is um well what were some of his business ideas he has a business idea of uh making a restaurant a cafeteria uh, like a cafe mm. uh, i forgot what it's called but it's like um chicken uh, like chicken wings um I think it's pretty much soul food, but um, he has his own um, style to it that he put in there. But it's like a whole business ideas from like uh, what does what he wants to name it, all of the menu, everything like in handwritten. Wow. Yeah, and also um, screenplays. He wrote. Turns out he wrote a lot of screenplays. No, he. I I can see that. I mean, I know he wrote a lot of poems and writing raps. Yeah. According to I think Ice Cube, he was saying if you can write raps, you can write a screenplay. But mm. it's it's uh, fascinating to see how how in depth they're going yeah. to bring this to life. I'm I'm just I'm surprised of how they're able to get all of that information. Cuz like I mean, you can search it on the internet, but you cannot actually get like a copy of his actual book. Or like even his um, actual T-shirt that he wore and put it on display, which is mm. it's like it's amazing. Yeah, that's that's some really dedicated. That's some really those are some really dedicated people. I mean, to do that. Um, well, what's really fascinating me right now is like how glamorized hip hop is right now. Like how influential it is, because I remember seeing videos of people talking about hip-hop mm-hmm. back then like even i'd say maybe like a couple of years ago hip-hop wasn't as popular as it is now like people didn't look at it in a positive light it was something to be frowned upon but now hip-hop is culture for the most part like that's what everyone gravitates towards so yeah it's and- it's it's a uh, it's almost weird it's almost weird i'd say like how like how it had a complete 180 uh i think it's i don't know if this might answer um your question but it's it's like this um when tupac was in prison mm-hmm. he saw quentin tarantino's film mm-hmm. and back then in the 90s bro hip-hop is very seen as like bro you're talking all violence you're promoting violence we don't want to hear music like because that's why it was underground at the beginning right okay bro like we don't a lot of people are opposed to it when he came out of prison he said basically tarantino's movie is what my rap is about he put violence into the into the film he put he show uh he he show yeah he show violence in there he show um like gory a lot a lot of gory stuff going on in his film but it's entertainment same thing with rap 
Mm. Same thing with with his lyrics, and this this is talking about Tupac in particular. Yeah, uh, it shows violence, but it's purely entertainment. And plus, those violence is what actually he actually goes through. So like, people don't want to talk about this because they they don't want it to be real. They don't want it to to see the real actual um, thing that's going around at of what he's going through at that time. So yeah, but that that I don't think that explains like why it's had a complete 180 because I'd still argue like violence is still a very prominent topic in hip hop today. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I, I've said it like four times on this podcast now. Like I did not know that aha uh-huh was a diss song. Yeah. Like, and like apparently YSL and YFN, they've had beef. Mm. Uh, what else? Um, a lot of beef going on. Yeah. I, fa- I found out about this, um, these like New Yorker dudes who have beef, all these blicky guys or whatever. The disi- I don't really know much about them, like the disciples or some shit. Like they say it in their rap. Mm. They're really doing shit like that, from what I'm seeing. So that's what I'm saying. I don't get like what changed, like what made people so driven to it, and now to the point where like someone would take out time in their lives dedicated to like doing this much research and bring this to life so I, th- it's, I think it's, it's like because um well the way i see it coming from someone who grew up in a third world country mm. um back then hip-hop hip-hop wasn't even big over there um even even until now it's still in a developing stage it's not as big as now um and the reason why it gains such an such a big um influence over there it's mm-hmm. developing so rapidly right now um i think since like probably 2012 2013 and it's been developing ever since it's because um it's the only genre that you are allowed to um express yourself and actually talk about your own feelings in a very um very explicit and very vividly without any filtering without any you know without you're trying to actually you know sing or anything you can you can express yourself in that way and for people outside of america i'm talking about people for outside of america that is what brought uh the appeal uh of hip-hop is it's in that sense of like you can express yourself no matter what it's like a very it's a very uh back then it was a very touchy subject for you to criticize the governor uh, the government or criticize i don't know anything that's going on around you even though it's really bad it's very it's very hard to do that but now you can do that because 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 give uh, hip-hop give that um way out in a sense and also i think rap beef is the reason why uh it's developing so much right now because like with with a lot of rap beef going on like they're they're getting you know they have to be smarter with the lyrics they have to be smarter with the punchline it's like the more beef there is like the the better the music goes but i mean we're just talking about the music not not the actual beef that's going on outside of the music but yeah in terms of the music like the skill will actually de- develop and like the punchline will be smarter um quicker it's like 
Well, from what I what I'm hearing, like I can agree that yes, hip hop is the most advanced or the most inventive genre on the planet. Mm-hmm. That's what I believe. I believe it's the most advanced and most um, inventive genre. But I won't agree that hip hop is like the only genre that lets you express yourself. Because I mean, that's sort of the whole point of music to express yourself. Um, and I feel like I've heard like songs that people pour their heart out way more that aren't hip hop. Because if I, if we're also being very honest, for the most part today, hip hop isn't really saying much except from I have the most money, I have the most chains, I have the most cars, and I have fucked the most bitches. If we're being completely honest, so mm. maybe I I feel like that's what hip hop was in its earlier days, but right now it's not. It's more like a meme thing. If um if I look at it, um, I would disagree. Unless, unless you unless you look at people like Kendrick and what Kendrick did and you're talking about expressing yourself. That's why I said, I think this is his greatest work. He did that on a level that it's, it's borderline not real. Like he, he people have been fans of Kendrick for years, mm. but like three weeks ago, people felt like, okay, I know this dude now mm. because of how vulnerable he was. Look at the reception he got. Like, people felt Kendrick would easily crush 400,000 first-week sales. He did, like, 290-something. So, that's the thing. Like, you say hip-hop is a means of expression, but, like, people haven't been expressing. And the music that people have been messing with the most, it's not been... They have not been expressing shit. When I say uh, self-expression, what I mean for that is, um, in a way to criticize the government because bro what other genre tell me if you know this tell me what other genre that you can say fuck you to the government blatantly explicitly Afrobeats. say fuck you Afrobeats but Afrobeats we don't have Afrobeats in Asia that's what I'm saying that's I, why like so I what feel I'm like, saying is that's a choice if you don't want to um, say fuck you to the government on a pop song mm-hmm. that's a choice nobody stops you from saying fuck you in a high pitched melody you understand what I'm saying? You've chosen that for whatever reason. You've chosen that, but like to say hip hop is the only genre where you can do that—that's a lie. You feel what I'm saying? Because, like, I just gave you Afrobeats. I can give you an example of Fela Kuti. I don't know if I've mentioned him on this podcast before, but he's a fucking icon. You look at Burna Boy. Burna Boy is going crazy right now. Mm-hmm. They asked him once. I think is he greater than Fela? He said, "If you ever ask me a question like that." Again, I might slap the shit out you. Mm. Because, like, Bella's highly revered because his his whole identity, for the most part, his whole career, was criticizing the government. This dude never fucking rapped in his life. This motherfucker will put you on a fucking saxophone so good, you start floating. But he would never fucking rap. He's, he's a saxophonist? Yeah, he played a saxophone like a beast. Mm-hmm. He never fucking rapped, but he is the icon for standing up against oppression. So that's what I'm saying. If you choose, and if I, if I want to put another side note in there, he basically invented Afrobeat. So he basically invented a genre, criticized the government with it. So if you say like hip hop is the only genre where you can do that, that's a lie. 
it's not the only genre, but it's the genre that is that makes people easier to express themselves and criticize other, other the current situation that they're at. I I don't think it's the only genre now, but it's it definitely like is the like medium people, that makes it easier. I just feel like people see the aggression in hip hop and mm-hmm. they hide behind that and use that as a way to uh, reveal their more aggressive side. And then mm. when people maybe like give pushback on that, they're like, oh, it's just hip hop. So I don't think that's the case. It's like, it's like, um, say, I don't know, you're driving to work and people are going to make fun of you for whatever, like your car is a fucking shit box. And they're like, well, I'm, yeah, well, I just work in a fucking factory. What does it matter if I drive in a nice car? But there might be a motherfucker driving to that same fucking pace of work in a fucking bent. So you, so you just, for you to say, like, the only way to get to work is to drive in a shit box. That's a lie. So hip hop is just a vehicle people use because it already has a connotation of um, having a lot of aggression in it. And then when I guess people get any pushback, they're like, well, it's just hip hop. So I don't think that's the case because if you, if, if I'm being completely honest, if you want to talk about aggression, I feel like if you pour your heart, your heart out, on some singing and melodies, you can convey a lot more fucking emotion in that. Mm. Like, you can convey, like, I'll be honest with you, I've heard some heartbreak songs, like hip-hop, like, yes, and a lot of times you can really hear, oh, there's pain in this motherfucker's voice, especially this dude Future. Like, I was playing Fez did a sweep yesterday, and... It just took me back because I remember when he first dropped that album. Everyone was like, no, nah, the song on this album is Mask Off. That's a song. That's a hit. I didn't know that was a hit until like months later until I heard everyone else playing it. I thought the greatest song on that album was Fez Did a Sweep because mm. that was the purest shit on that album. But at the same time, I've also heard some motherfuckers that are singing and you can really feel some heartbreak in there. So I just feel like it's Hip hop already has that um that perception of it. And then people just use that and then say what you're saying now. Hip hop is the genre that is, makes it easier. Or if I may ask, when was do you know when was Afrobeats invented or like when was it around? Like seventies, like eighties, I don't know. I wasn't born. Mm. Fella died before I was even born. No, so like um like the Afrobeats that we know now, like the sound of it has so been around. So let me let me make something clear. There's Afrobeat and there's Afrobeats. Okay, Afro that's beat, new. What's what's the difference? Afrobeat is what fella made. Mm-hmm. Afrobeats is what you hear now, like the Whiz Kids, the Burnham Boys, the David O's, the and, CKs. And the difference is when you listen to them, you hear a difference. Like okay, so what what interests me is that there's it's an additional one S in the back. Yeah. If if it's written on a paper, that's only one letter difference. Mm-hmm. But what is it like in terms of like that's message that's being I, poured I out? Like, I won't start like explaining to you when you listen to it. You'll hear the difference. Okay, okay. Because I was just thinking, maybe, bro, maybe it's just maybe. The reason one one other reason why hip hop is um rapidly developing and like it's still very it's the uh, the most popular genre right now 
it's because it's it's the newest genre like it's been around since the 80s but the hip hop that we know today it like it didn't actually uh you know explode until like the 90s at least like wh- what i know what do you like mean? the impact that i get what do you mean by that like the hip hop every like all the hip hop OGs that we listen to today i feel like it's all uh, originated like the actual development of hip hop flow and like all the message that are coming out it's all in the 90s like it starts in the 90s and then that's why because it's it's the 90s like it's very the most recent one the closest one to us like it's still evolving until today developing like it's still it's still evolving if that's, if that's the case you're making then hip hop isn't the newest pop music is the newest because um like one of my favorite pop songs of all time is Britney Spears i think the song is i want to go or go mhm i want to go uh 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 whatever right that's my favorite pop song of all time that does not sound like pop music that drops right now pop music that drops right now has mad bass in it they fuck with bass now because they're biting off of the trap shit so yeah biting music, off hip hop so trap music has also i mean pop music has also evolved no pop has definitely evolved but the genre the, the thing that it's that is called pop pop music mm-hmm. it's been around since way before that yeah, if you if you go back to the 70s there's evolves. there's pop classification is pop but yeah. When you when you go when you when you're in the 90s there's no hip hop bro if you go to a music store there's no hip hop it doesn't say hip hop What does it say It's not it's not yet there it's not around yet there there's blues there aren't uh, there yeah there are blues there What do you mean there's rock. no bro when did the fucking NWA tear up the scene Probably 90s 75 or Hold something on, I don't cuz I know NWA was there before the 90s bro stop playing with me what Yeah, Hold it's on. they're they're probably around in, in like the 75 76 if I'm not mistaken. Oh, no. NWA? No, we're talking about NWA. I thought I thought we we're talking about Run DMC. NWA that's 87 to 1991. Ex- so that's before the 90s. Yeah, I'm talking about this bro. I literally just just brought up 70s. So, bro, since the 70s, the genre pop is on a music store. If you go to a music store when they where they're still selling uh uh an actual record it says like pop genre rock okay. and funk and then um blues okay but it doesn't say hip hop hip hop is not around at that time so What that's me hip hop is not around by that time in the 70s yeah no i can't agree with that bro i know there's motherfucker i think it started in the 70s It started in the 70s but it's it didn't hit like a ma- mainstream yet. That's why I'm saying it's the most recent one. It's the most recent one to hit the public um because if if I'm not mistaken, hip hop st- originated from uh originated in New York. In New York, yes, bec- uh from a house parties where the DJs were taking um the breakdown Yeah, the breakdown. That's uh, and and that he they keep it on loop and that's why they put it uh and and people start dancing to that beat and that's why they call it breakdance. But then yo, you know, funny thing I actually saw a video that said breakdance started in Nigeria. Possible. I yeah, mean, damn. like 
Like in terms of what? In terms of the music or like the the choreography? Of course, of course not the music, the dancing. What oh, the, the no, be, no. If we're talking about the break dance, break dance. The reason why it's called break dance is because they're they're looping the breakdown of a song and then people dance to it on the dance floor. That's well, why I'm it's called the break dance. dance moves, the dance moves that you have in break oh, dancing. I I might might be. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't I didn't uh, I didn't know about the dance move, but yeah, yeah. it's highly possible though, because dance move is not just there right away like people must have like seen it somewhere before yeah but anyway, oh, yeah. going back I, to I, I think i get what you're saying like hip-hop was on the shelves in the yeah 70s. in the 70s it's not but pop genre rock genre is already on the shelves and but if i'm not mistaken punk also started at the same time as hip-hop punk yep yeah mm-hmm. starting in I, the 70s as well i agree I agree, but and pop, and that's pop, why that's pop why isn't as big as hip hop. But is. now that's why you you hear a lot of hyper pop. You you listen to uh, Uzi's music, um, and then Sofago. They're they're all punk hip hop. They merge merge it together. It's still deve- under uh, on development. I mean, obviously you cannot like have all genres developing at the same mention, time. Mention five punk artists that you know. Punk artists: mm-hmm. Blink One Eighty Two, Green Day. Um, well, uh, I don't know. I don't really exactly. follow punk. That's that's what I'm saying. Like, so if you're talking about it being like new, like punk started basically at the same time. How come punk isn't like first or second? So I don't think that's the reason. There's just some. I feel like there's just something that gravitates people towards that, and I feel like it's always been there, but like people just um they gravitate towards it now. I think probably it's just that America's less racist now. If probably, probably could be because because if we if we're being honest, bro, punk and hip hop both start uh, both started as an underground music. From but, what I see, from what I um, remember hearing, I think this is what ASAP Rocky was saying in that drink champ thing. Punk and hip hop were so like together in the beginning that like they would use the same spaces so like for example like this place right now we just have say a hip-hop party mm-hmm. right after leaving there's a punk party happening right there or oh i believe that or like even the clothing it was so similar like you yeah. could you could go to a punk party as a yep. hip-hop fan and yeah. blend in so that's that's another thing um but yeah i just i just it's just a little weird to me like how the tables have turned um and everybody just wants to um be part of black culture so much or I, forgive me african american culture because to say black culture is african uh, african american because yeah because yeah, Af- to say African-American. to say um black culture is minimizing the the range yeah, black that black people have bigger than it, I feel like. um and i think this is something that buddy do you know buddy he's a rapper yeah, well, buddy, he dropped um a song. I think it's super black or something. I can't remember whatever it is, or black too. Basically, talking about how everyone wants to be black, but no one wants to be a nigga. Mm-hmm. And that's that's something that's weird to me. But oh, yeah. okay. So I have I have a question for you. It's okay if you don't want to answer this. Yeah. You're like throughout this whole time like um we known each other i rarely hear you say the n-word 
and yeah. what what uh why is that and what does that specifically mean for you personally i don't like I to, i'm very confused about the word like even right now if you notice i took a pause before saying it yeah um it's weird because a lot of african-americans say they've taken back the power in the n-word mm-hmm. but i don't believe that because i think power should be absolute mm-hmm. in the sense of as a african-american because first of all like a lot of african people don't know that n-word is an offensive word yeah it means king right all right so that's a different thing that's i think that's ethiopian oh okay negus as in n-e-g-u-s yeah that's supposed to mean king ethiopia is one country in africa so that doesn't apply to everywhere just ethiopia um but like no the word the n-word in like um hip-hop uh-huh so hip at least where i grew up in nigeria lagos hip-hop isn't the biggest thing there but like every now and then if it's like a super mega hit mm-hmm. yeah people will hear about that okay so for example um which the baby song was it i think it was rock star um rock star Shug. one of those the baby songs i don't mm-hmm. know it, it'll make it into like the top 40 uh, right okay. yeah same, like same thing every like the regular hip-hop song here you we won't hear about that yeah so obviously if you're hearing like a hip-hop song they throw the n-word everywhere yeah right so you're just hearing that you don't know that's a racist word you don't understand the history of it mm-hmm. like i remember i was in college and my friend at the time like i think i think some a white rapper said it something i think it was going viral at that time and then he was just we we're just talking about it and then I told him, like, yo, you know, it's not supposed to say that, right? And the thing is, when I told him that, I just learned about that because of the controversy. I was looking at the shit that everyone was talking about. I was like, wait, what? Oh, wait, white people can't say the N-word? And then I told him, like, yo, you know, it's not supposed to say that, right? He's like, wait, what? Why, why can't he say that? And I wait, broke so it down to him. Wait, so who didn't know uh, white people can't say the N-word? Is it you or your I friend? didn't know that either. He oh. didn't know that. Oh. Honestly, I found out about racism pretty late. Like, I think I was in, like, 11th grade when I first heard about it. See, guys, racism isn't real. Carry on. What the fuck are you talking about? What do you mean racism isn't real? It's not, it's not something that is, because some people might agree it's, like, it's since born that you're a racist. Racism is not from born. I feel like it's a constructed thing by society. Of course it's constructed, but to say racism isn't real is to undermine the shit that's happened to people throughout history. Yeah, that's bad wording. Let me rephrase that. R- racism is a made-up thing. It's not It's not natural. No, of course. I mean, when I was a kid, before I moved to Nigeria, my best friend, who was a white dude. So, like, it's something you're taught. Like, I don't believe anybody's born racist. Because even the concept of race was invented maybe, like, four or five hundred years ago by some dude. I can't remember his name. But, yeah, I didn't... Like, I didn't know that people were um, separated into races until, like ninth or tenth grade mm-hmm. like i just really looked at it like okay it's a spectrum on one end of the spectrum is the lightest dude in the world on the other end is the darkest dude in the world everybody else just falls in between okay like i didn't know like oh this person is this race this person is this race this person is this race i didn't know that until like um uh 10th grade and then when i found out about it i was like oh wow this is cool and then i started like doing research and then I started finding out the fucked up shit about it. I'm like, oh, wow, it's not that cool, actually. 
I think, like I can remember, like there was a time Kanye was getting mad at paparazzi. I think he was like fighting paparazzi at one point. And then uh, my guys were talking about that shit. It was like 10th, 11th grade. And then they were telling me that, yo, he should calm down before the KKK fucks him up. And I'm like, what the fuck is the KKK? And then they were like, oh, it's a group of people who who don't like black people. And I asked them, like, why don't they like black people? They're like, just because they're black. Like, when I heard that shit, I literally told them, like, you know, you guys need to stop fucking with me. Like, nobody on the planet can be that stupid to hate someone just because of the color of their skin. It can't happen. Like, I was literally defending humanity. I didn't believe it. And this was me in, like, 10th, 11th grade. Mm-hmm. Like, when I heard it, I was like, bro, you, come on, man. Like, stop it. They were like, no, nah, bro, we're fucking serious. This is not a joke. And I was looking at them in their fucking eyes. I was like, bro, you cannot be fucking serious. You cannot tell me that someone will hate another person that has done nothing to them. Does they fucking know them just because of their skin color? They're like, please, bro, I'm not fucking with you. This is real. I was like, man, these motherfuckers are trying to play with me too much. I left the room. That's how fucking upset I was about the fact that they were telling me this shit. Like, I didn't believe it. I thought, like, they're trying to fucking prank me or some shit. They're mm. b- bullshitting. You know what I'm saying? That's how that's how oblivious I was to this shit. And then the funny thing is, I went home during the midterms because I went to a boarding school. So for like six weeks, you're at school. You go to your house for like a week, come back for another six weeks. Six weeks. Um, so that uh, week in between the midterm, the midweek, I forget what it's called. I was watching National Geographic with my family and shit. And then... Uh, an episode of whatever it was was breaking down the KKK and I was watching this shit I was like wait hold up this shit is real like mm. I was I was lost I was like yo what the fuck is this like this is fucking real like someone will just see you for no fucking reason hate you because of your skin color and then I also found out that it wasn't just black people like the KKK just hated anybody that wasn't white and then that's when I started to learn about race and racism and all that kind of shit mm. so that's just me going off point but to come back to the question I think power is absolute I don't feel like I feel like the only way African Americans can take back the N word and make it their shit is if someone calls them the N word someone who's not black calls them an N word and they are completely unfazed by it because in their mind Mm, this is a different take this is a new take okay like they're completely unfazed by it because in their mind they're above that word in their mind that word means something good means nothing so it doesn't even matter if the person who is saying it is trying to offend them Mm -hmm. in their mind it's a good word in their mind it's positive so Uh, it's impossible to be offended by the word I think that's when um, African Americans take power over the word but if if um you get called a word by someone who's not um, black and you're offended, I don't think you've taken back the word because it's very clear that the word still has power over you. Okay. okay. Like, for example, I grew up in Nigeria. Everyone there is black. Uh-huh. So I, like, this is the reason why I didn't know about racism until I was in like 11th grade, right? So there's a lot of shit about racism that I really just don't give a fuck about. But like some people, this is all they've known. You understand? Like since they were kids, they've been experiencing this shit. This is the 
it's it's similar to um I, to, I think it was maybe two episodes ago excuse me i think it was like two episodes ago i was talking about how like the day i finally was able to overpower my older brother mm-hmm. it was like the matrix yeah. broke because until that point in my life that's never been a possibility like if i ever fought with my older brother he was four years older he could always fuck me up so like in my mind it's like fucking law this dude can beat you up but the day i fucking won it was like holy shit so it's like i gave an example that day i was like imagine your whole life you've not been able to fly and then one day you just jump and start flying it just breaks your fucking perception of reality right yeah that's this thing I feel like about African-Americans. They've been experiencing this shit their whole life. They don't necessarily understand what it is to be in a place where you're not looked upon uh, differently because of your skin or your background or whatever. You're just a regular person. So I think I think uh, it was Richard Pryor that said it in one of his specials. He was like, he traveled to Africa. I don't know where in Africa. And it was fucking weird for him because... His whole life, he's been a black person. But when you travel to Africa, you're not a black, you're just a person. People don't judge you based on your skin tone, uh, whatever. It's just like, are you a good person? If you're a good person, you're cool. You're good. Yep. If you're a fucked up person, yep. you get fucked up. Mm-hmm. So, um, so me, I've lived that life. So when I come here, I don't really give a fuck. Is if there racism like, in Nigeria? What? Do you experience like, racism back in your country? I can't. Like, it's not po- are you, are you out of your fucking mind? Like, see, if you do that shit, you might get really, really fucked up. What do you mean? Like, you can't come to, say, like, a place that has 100,000 black people. Uh-huh. For example, let's say, like, my school, University of Lagos. I don't know how many people are in that school. Maybe 100, 500,000. I don't know. Yeah. And then you want to start being racist. At everybody. And the thing is, if you're, like, the thing is, everyone's dark-skinned for the most part. Uh-huh. So, if you're, like, light-skinned, you stand the fuck out. So if you're white, you super stand the fuck out. And then now... Oh, you're the minority over there, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, Exa- yeah, yeah. So you're like, like I don't know, maybe two, three white people mm-hmm. talking about some racist shit. No, you're now everybody can see you and be like, oh, this person is here and he's talking uh, some... Yeah. Dimin- bro, you... you. That's like, a, it's that's not a, a good look for you. That's a suicide mission, bro. It's not a good look for you, Yeah, that's right? stupid. So, like, no, I never... That's what I'm telling you, bro. I did not know this shit existed. But... Do you call each other the N-word, though? Yeah. Okay. Because that's the thing. We didn't, like, I, I think now people are getting to know what the fuck's going on because of the internet mm-hmm. and, like, social media, everything's out there. But, like, for the most part, first, like, you didn't know that it was an offensive thing. Oh, what what does that mean, then, in, in your language? It's the same shit. It just means, like, oh, you're cool. Like, my guy, my friend. Ah, uh, okay. But, like, when you learn about what the fuck is happening, like, it's like, oh, shit, this is, this is a word that was a I was offensive at some point. You understand? Yeah. So, yeah. And then, back to what I was saying, like, so, like, if I experience racism, to me, it's like, oh, this person is primitive. This person is like a underdeveloped human being. Because mm-hmm. to me, it's like, it's like the way animals behave in the wild. Like, if, if a fucking lion sees a gazelle, or I mean, a gazelle sees a lion, like Gazelle will never in his fucking life take the time to be like, you know what? Let me see if this lion's a good person first before I judge him. It's simple. When Gazelle sees a lion, he's getting the fuck out of there. Yeah. So it's the same thing. I, that's that's the way I think a racist person thinks. 
Like if you just see someone and be like, well, based on your race, this is what you are. So I'm feeling this type of way. I think that's that's your level of reasoning. So very so, primitive. So like that's the thing. Like when people are racist towards me, it's like, you, why am I offended? Like you're you're not thinking right. It's not my fault that you're not thinking right. So why should I be offended? You understand? Yeah. Um, but the thing is, I don't feel like a lot of African Americans can do that because they've never experienced life outside of racism. Mm, okay. Right. So that's part of the reason why I feel like if you are offended by the word, then you don't have power over it. It still has power over you. Because think about it, like, um, a lot of black people get called the N-word and they feel the, f- nah, they feel the need to start fighting. Yeah. Right. And like, honestly, like I, like I came here and I was like, like, I didn't really give a fuck. Like, if you say, if you call me the N-word, I'll probably just call you whatever racial slur that applies to you. Mm-hmm. I want to see how the fuck you will react. Yeah. And thank God I'm like 6'4", 230 pounds. If you decide to fight, I have a good chance of messing you up. Right? Um, but yeah, like, a lot of people can't do that. I have a gun with me. No, no. <laughs> like, a lot of people can't do that. And part of the reason is, like, again, yeah, they've never seen the world outside of what they've been experiencing, right? Um, what do you think of not, just not use that word at all? Because here's the thing, like, okay, the N-word is a slur, is a very, uh, it's it's not a good word for nonetheless, like, regard, uh, regardless of white or black people. I mean, black people can say it's cool, white people, it becomes racist. It's same thing, like, w- within the Asian community, um, Chinese, if you call, if somebody outside of our race call us chinks it's mm-hmm. like very offensive bro yeah but w- within ourselves like w- between us we don't really say that we're like we don't even say it at all yeah it, that's it comes thing. it always comes from outside the outside circle of us yeah that's the thing so that's the, that's the other side of it so i feel like if you can't um like if you can't like get to the point where if someone calls you that and you're not offended then you should just like let the word die. Yeah, like 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 just not say it at all, regardless of your skin color. If, even if you're black, like don't say it. Even if you're white, like don't yeah. say it. And another thing is, especially if you're white. Another thing is, I feel like African Americans they feel this urge to be super authentic, and I feel that might come from that might come from uh the fact that they don't they don't. Uh, have their history because of the unfortunate situations of what happened with slavery. Mm-hmm. It destroyed a lot of their history. They don't really know where they're from. They don't know their culture and all that kind of shit. So I think it's a sort of a battle to create a new culture and they feel like they have to be super authentic to that. So for example, like the N word, like why do they feel the, like why was it a thing to even say they want to reclaim that word. Like, when you got your oppressor to stop saying it, why didn't you just let it die? And I'm not saying this like, oh, I know better. I don't. Even though I'm a black dude, I don't. I'm African, so my culture is completely different. So I'm still coming in. Like, I don't know what the fuck's going on too, but... So I'm asking genuinely, like, why didn't you let the word die? when the oppressor stops calling you that. 
why did you feel like you had to reclaim it? You know, like, because the thing is, you could have um, let the word die and then. Uh, I, I feel be like, I feel like being used at all, bro. Just like, yeah, that's, that's one thing. But I feel like something like that, like every time you hear the N word, it sort of like reminds you of slavery. Like, yeah, but in a, in a, not, not in the sense like you're listening to a rap music rap music and they say the n-word you know the first thing you're thinking is about slavery no but like it's sort of like it always gives you that tie to it yeah like it's always that way. link to it in some weird way right so that's what i'm saying like if that's um if that's not used then it wouldn't it wouldn't mean anything like it will be dead bro like yeah it will, it will be a it dead word so like, thing, i think it's one of two ways it's one of two ways it's either it should die down or it should like and i'm not saying like this so that people who aren't black start saying it i don't think they should but like it start become meaningless just like no, no, no like like not i don't think they should but like if african-americans or even black people all over the world like they if they don't get to a point where like someone can call them that and then they're not faced by it because like even the c and h word for uh white people uh, you can call that a, a white person that shit. They don't give a fuck. What's CNH? I'm not saying it on the podcast. Um, I, I don't know the C. I might know the H. All right. Really so know. the H, whatever. Uh, you can call that to a white person. They don't really give a fuck. Uh-huh. You see that? So how come that's the case? Because it's still a racial slur. It's supposed to be demeaning. So like. But you know what's crazy, bro? What? I did a research. Yeah. Of why don't we just not say it at all say what word the n-word okay like even even in music even in songs mm -hmm. don't say it even if, if it's a rap song okay and some people are arguing this is not just one or two like a bunch of people are argued that because this country is made on freedom of speech and there and therefore no word has to be banned can be banned like like i can use the word freely whenever wherever oh, but, yeah, but to me it don't make sense because like bro we are fighting like all over again like if this word is still around and you are still using it it's like it will it, we're, the movement of like uh from being very racist to not racist to no racism at all is slow is kind of slowed down because like this still this word is still being used no nah, I, won't, I won't say that at all and to what you're saying about freedom of speech there's this uh, saying, I think it was uh, Idi Amin that said this. And he said, uh, like, you do have freedom of speech. Like, something like, I guarantee you freedom of speech, but I don't guarantee you freedom after speech. So, like, in that same uh, sense, like, you can't say the word, but, like, it's the repercussions that come with you saying the word. Yeah. yeah. So, that's what's stopping peace. The word isn't banned. Nobody's going to, like, like staple your fucking mouth before oh, you say nah. the word like i wouldn't say being uh, like make the word banned but just like socially banned you know like just like socially I mean, not that, say it at is, all bro. that's the thing though like you know? socially there always has to be something that's banned like you can't you can't just say oh i like to fuck children therefore i will go fuck a child no okay yeah that's fucked up exactly so there always has to be the shit that's socially banned because if not then we're going to live in a lawless society hmm so, so shit always has to be socially banned. 
so that there can be peace and people can live in harmony and we can continue to develop. So that's normal. But like, as for like, oh, you can't say it because it's against the law. That's not what it is. No, not make a law on it, but just like, say, start from something simple in music. Why not like, not say it at all? Just don't say it. I don't know. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But uh, the thing is, like, I really, the reason why I'm saying all this shit, because I hope when we like put this out, people hear this, they can, Yeah. we can literally talk about, because I don't know. Like I told you, like, I'm not going to come here and talk like I know more shit than people who've lived this their whole life. When I've just experienced yeah. it a couple of times. Yep. And when I did experience it, I was like, I don't give a fuck. You can suck my dick. Um, but yeah, for me personally, I just feel like I don't really like to say the word cause it's like, it's weird. It's like, it's like, um, it's sort of like, uh, self-harming. I feel sometimes mm-hmm. like, I don't want to say it, but like, I can't say it. Yeah. Like, I can't say it, but I don't want to say it. Um, Because I just feel like if African-Americans really have power over the word, you wouldn't get offended when someone else calls you that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, maybe someone like, like this, this is, the, this, to me, this is the ideal situation. Like, Say like you're just chilling with your friends and then some racist motherfucker comes out, says, man, fuck you niggers. Fuck you niggers and shit mm. like that, right? He's he's trying to offend you, mm. and then you and your friends just look at him like, <laughs> "She is dumbass. Get the fuck out of here. Nobody. That's why your teeth look like." Oh, he will be even more pissed, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, like, when when somebody when you, try to intimidate you and you don't even like give a fuck yeah, about like, the that like dude, you just like, you just look at him bro. like, "Oh, this is a stupid person." Yeah, oh, just yeah. Move move away, bro. We're trying yeah. to talk about some shit. Like right, that's cool. to me that's move the on. ideal situation. To oh, me yeah. that's that's when um that's when you're power. actually winning, right? Yeah, like I think that's when you've taken power over the word. But, like, if that dude comes in and starts throwing those N-words at you, and they're like, what? What the fuck you call me? And now you're so, like, hot that you want to fight somebody. I don't think you have power over the word. I think the word still has power over you. Because think about it. You were chill. You were calm. You were hanging with your friends. You are having a great time. You just heard the word. And now your whole mood is fucked up. Now you're ready to throw hands. To me, you don't have power over the word. That's me. That's what I think. I don't think you have power over that word. Yeah. I think that word still has power over you. So, yeah, it's it's a weird it's a weird thing. I st- I feel weird talking about it because again, honestly, I'm not that deep into American culture. I don't really give a shit too much about American culture, you know, like because I still feel like the values I have as an African man are very important. Like I was literally just thinking about it, like um, living in LA is almost like I'm starting to lose the values I grew up with. And I don't want to do that. But, go back to those so yeah that's that's a long way to answer the question but it's it's what i think i think it's a very very uh unique word and ultimately if i could say like if i could pass the law i would say that um no one should say it like it's just let the word die down because if you let the word die down like 100 years from now like that's not something people are going to be thinking about so yeah. it's it's one of two things, bro. I can't even call it honestly. Like either let the word die down or completely change the meaning of the word. For example, the word nappy. Right. I think I saw a super old dictionary one time. It's derogatory. Huh? It's it's a bad word, like I think in the past. No, it was no in like super old dictionary. It's a bad word now. Oh, people, it is a bad word now. People no, people like I saw I saw um 
someone get mad on the internet on Twitter or something, start tweeting like, uh, you're not beheaded, bitch. Oh, I mean, he said it in that way, but like, if you say like, oh, your your hair is, I don't know, nappy. Am I allowed to say that? I don't know. I don't think it's a racist thing. I just think it's a word that means like, I don't know, honestly. Um, But yeah, like, so like, you're a nappy-headed bitch, right? Mm-hmm. To me, like, oh, your hair doesn't look good now, that, or whatever, that's right? very aggressive, bro, the way right? you said it. But the thing is, in that old dictionary I saw, super old dictionary, I saw it. The word nappy meant natural. Yeah, from, natural hair, like... From, from Gaia, from Mother Nature. That's what nappy meant. So, okay. like, how the fuck did the word nappy go from meaning, like, natural from Mother Nature to being an insult? So, the thing is, the meaning of words change. I remember we were driving one time and you were saying something about... Am I weird or something? I can't remember uh-huh. fully. And I was like, bro, that like, I think, I don't know. I think maybe someone told you you're weird or something like that. You were telling me, I was like, that shit, fuck them. Like, like, it's just a word. You can derive your own meaning from it. Like, I feel proud to be weird. Like, because you, to me, being weird is mean being unique and shit like that. Like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Right. So like, it's the same thing. It's like, nappy used to mean from mother nature. How the fuck is this shit now an insult? So it's the same thing. It could have been a super aggressive word before, but now to change it. And they tried, um, they've tried to do it to where like the N word is more like my guy. But like the thing is, once the skin color is not right, it's seen as a very offensive thing. So yeah. it's not changed all the way. It's changed in the community, but not all the way. And the thing is, you can't like hold someone's mouth. So like, there's always that threat of someone outside the community saying it to you and fucking up your day. So it's a it's a weird thing. It's a very um, weird situation with that word. But yeah, like, I'm telling you, like, this shit is new to me because I remember growing up, I didn't know shit about this. Like, mm. I did not know this shit at all. Like, if you told me that this was what was going on, like, like I told you, I was literally telling my boys, like, yo, this is stupid. Like, nobody on the planet can hate somebody because of the skin tone does not make any sense so it's weird i don't like american culture is very weird to me like there's things that don't make sense like okay like i don't i don't know too much on the critical race theory thing but from what i'm hearing like they just want to tell kids in school like what the fuck really happened people are against that now i can see from both sides one is um they're trying to preserve the image of the country and I get how that benefits one community. The other community is like, now let them know the truth. So that all this like mental gymnastics that's going on to the kids, it stops. So it's, I get the both sides of it, but I feel like they have to tell the truth so we can heal and move on. Mm. Because I don't want to talk about critical race theory right now because I don't know shit about it. Just honestly, most I know what about race it. race like, theory? Huh? What is it called? Critical race theory. Critical? Critical. Critical race theory. Okay. Like, I don't want to talk about it because I don't know shit about it. Most I know about it is from social media. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to talk about shit. I don't know. But, yeah, it's a it's a weird dynamic from what I understand. Mm. But it's, the whole American politics is weird. Like, I, I was telling uh, my guy, like, it's very weird to me, like, how America makes everything about race. Yep. Like, it's crazy. Like, you can't. Like, it's thrown in your face, like, every fucking day. 
race 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 it's weird it's a cover-up i feel like it's a cover-up no, i feel i feel like it's simply it's simply just um cover up behind an agenda that's bigger to profit you know just one I won't, certain I won't, group of people i won't, I won't say like it's a cover-up i just feel like it's something that it's used to distract people so people are more focused on some bullshit mm-hmm. yeah yep. versus like doing what they really need to be doing yeah so that's that's one thing i think i think it's just like because I'm telling you, bro, like, growing up in Nigeria, life is, like, I'm not thinking, like, oh, I'm a black person, I can't do this, because the perception of a black person in this, you know what I'm saying, like, for example, like, um, when I braided my hair, like, at first I was like, man, I don't give a fuck, because, oh, if you're a a dark-skinned person with braided hair, oh, the perception is, oh, you must be, like, a thug or a gangster. Bro, that's stupid. Bro, this is the shit my ancestors were doing for like millions of fucking years. What the fuck do you mean I look like a thug? But Who's, the thing okay, is, okay, by the way, who said that? Like, I never, I I've never, heard that before. Okay. Like, like um, for the the ideal hairstyle for African Americans, at least African American men, if I'm not mistaken, is like a buzz cut, like a fade and shit. Like that's when they see you look presentable. And to oh, me, that's you stupid. mean it's in terms of like looking presentable? Okay, I like understand. Like in you know, air quoted presentable, and then um, what else? Uh, like if you have anything else, it's like oh, you're you're doing too much. That's not that's not a good. That's not how you're supposed to look, or shit like that. It's like weird. But like growing up in Nigeria, like, bro, this is hair. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Like, it's not a big deal. It's just your fuck. And this is this might be weird to say, but then you have to understand how I grew up. Like my hair my 4c hair to me this is how hair feels like i remember i was fucking with this one jewish girl one time and then i was like rubbing her head like that shit felt weird to me like straight hair it felt weird like what the fuck is this you know what i'm saying but like how how weird how like how strange does it feel to you is it very like to the point where i don't really like touching it to be honest like it's it's just that and it's not like well, I'm trying to be like um, racist or anything. It's really just that this is not what I grew up with and this is not what I'm used to. So it's not like, oh, hair shouldn't be like this. It's just that I'm not used to that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But like, obviously when you when you surround yourself with that shit a lot, you start to get used to it. You start getting desensitized and all that shit. But like, yeah, I remember like the first time I was rubbing it, I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, this is not how hair feels. Because growing up in Nigeria, basically everybody's fucking hair is 4C. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm playing with my guys. I'm trying to like pull his hair and fuck with him. Like throw him around the fucking room or whatever. His mm-hmm. hair is 4C. I'm chilling with the girls and, you know, she's chilling and we're getting cozy and shit. I'm rubbing her head. Her hair is 4C. Mm. And I come to America, I'm touching someone's hair straight. like, what the fuck is this? But it's not even like any like, oh... This is it's just I'm not used to this. So it's just a it's just a different like perspective on things. But I think America just fucks with the citizens' heads so much. And the thing about it is a lot of people they don't go out. They don't experience other shit. So this is the only thing they know. Because America is a really big country. It's not well, it's a big land, bro. It's yeah. a really big land that that like you literally can drive from end to end just 
one car like one car ride like you can literally drive without having to go uh, hop on a boat with your car and then like wait two three days and then go to, uh, arrive at the other island yeah and you know arrive at the other side of the country yeah a lot of countries are like that you have to hop on a boat or like take a plane to get to the other s- side of the country mm-hmm. not in america so that's why i feel like they're very secluded like their 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 reach in terms of their culture even though many a lot of people say they don't have culture i feel like what we are consuming right now mcdonald's culture the, yeah hip-hop no, mcdonald's is, american culture american culture the thing is america like i think i said this on another episode like american culture is so widespread that you don't see it as culture you see it as like this it's is a, a lifestyle base. more like not, not even that you see this as the base and you see everything else that's different from it as, as some a type of like addition mm, so okay. for example like how do, I, how do i put it like um like you can see like like uh, a regular american dude just wearing like flip-flops some baggy jeans and a weird looking t-shirt and be like oh you don't have fucking culture but no that is his culture is the way you fucking live that's his culture but then you look at someone who's maybe wearing some shit like a jalamia with uh, some nice beads, some nice uh, sandals to it. Mm-hmm. All these do is super cultured. Yeah. Because you're looking at it, looking at it from the standpoint of this American culture. This is the this is the base. This is the starting point. Like you're so in the culture, you don't even notice that this is the culture. The thing to me, bro, American culture is like mod- modern lifestyle. Modern people all around the world who lives like in a modern world because some some parts of the world are still untouched bro some people are still don't know how to operate a fucking phone i'm not even talking about iphone i'm just like phone in general i I get what you're saying but to say like modern lifestyle is american culture i I won't say that because i feel like there are some parts of uh the world where they're still heavy into their shit Mm -hmm. but it's not american at all for example like the chinese people like chinese people try to cut out that american shit so much but you can't say that Chinese people aren't uh, advanced for you know what I'm saying oh uh, okay yeah so yeah, I agree and it's just this is another thing like um American culture is everywhere that's undeniable right 100%. for example YouTube I think YouTube is in like every country yeah maybe except China I don't know I think um, they still have YouTube in China I don't know okay um but yeah like that is a part of American culture because American technology is part of American culture so it's everywhere it's so ingrained that like that's what i'm saying like it's for example um say like colonization right you might have had your culture right but the thing is the shit has been so embedded in you mm. that you you see or you see the world through an american perspective you understand so that's why anything that's not american culture feels like oh this is culture and then what you're living even though it's American culture, you don't see it as culture. You just see that, oh, this is regular. Yeah. This, this, is, yeah. this, is, this is the starting point. I'm not really doing shit. This is what that shit you're doing. That is you, culture. You're going to Starbucks and drinking coffee. You fucking yeah, in the morning, you go and to Starbucks all that shit. and like, get coffee. That's culture. Get culture home, watch Disney, live. watch whatever. Exactly. It's, all it's that culture. is culture. Yep. Feel me? So that's, that's what that is. So Americans do have culture. It took me a while to understand that because... The culture looks like it's just a normal living situation, but it's actually culture because, bro, one thing is that, one thing that I realized that's really different in terms of culture. In Indonesia, bro, say you're after work, right? Mm-hmm. You, 
you go home mostly people here you go home watch tv or like do whatever but like or maybe you hang out with with a couple of friends but that's it right mm-hmm. we have a culture that's even got into like new york times at one point it's it's we're hanging out for pretty much the whole day that's our culture mm. not like um doing nonsense doing nothing essentially okay. doing nothing but we're just like chilling like and we do that every day and that's our culture that's one of our culture and it's it's called nongkrong so it's like okay we just chill every day and and here you'll be called lazy but there is like it's a culture bro like we're yeah. done with our work like yeah we we kick it with our friends mm-hmm. like we're we're our boys I've but still like but it's it could take more than like four hours it could be like eight hours mm-hmm. till like the next morning and then you go to work again it's always like that that's thing like even that i think i saw that in uh i think it was spain they said like america you go to work you come into your house right mm-hmm. but i think it's similar to what you're saying like spain um after work people live outside for the most part like they don't just go to work go into the house like they live outside where it's like okay after work okay most people are still outside you just go into the house mostly like when it's time to go to sleep yeah or maybe family time i don't know but like for the most part everyone is still outside that's a culture that's different so there are a lot of different cultures but again you are just fed Because again, I told you, I said this on an earlier episode, the reach of Hollywood is massive. Like, I don't think any other like film industry promotes films like Hollywood does. I think it's the first film industry in the world, bro. No, actually, it originates from uh, French. But I don't, I don't think Hollywood was the first film industry. Yeah, no, but like the first to reach all around the world, I think it's Hollywood. No, it's obviously the biggest. Um, Because, for example, I think I was seeing the shit that Arnold Schwarzenegger was saying. I can't remember who he was telling, but he was like, if you want to be a superstar like that, you can't just promote your movies in America. You have to promote them all around the world. So that just tells you the reach that Hollywood films have around the world. Like, I could be wrong, but I've never fucking seen a a Bollywood actor coming on, like, press tours around here, popping up on, like, interviews and shit, talking about, well, I'm about to go release this movie in India. I've never seen that. Like Priyanka Chopra? No, uh, Priyanka, see, Priyanka Chopra, yeah, she's Shah Indian. Khan. She's Shah Indian, but she's not, like, working in the Indian film. She's a Hollywood actress. Mm, okay. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about, like, the fucking movie is an Indian film. A Bollywood film that's mostly... I said there are a few, bro. Like Amir Khan. You know, the three idiots. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think they've... They came on a press run here. They they have done interview, not press run, but like interview out here. That's the, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about like the movie blew up and then people are like, oh shit, that movie was a great movie. Let's have an interview. I'm, bro, have you not seen the way people do when they want to, like for example, uh, Batman before Rob Pattinson dropped that shit. I remember he was going to like Britain and all that shit to go talk about the movie. Mm. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about oh the movie blew up and then people want to. I'm not talking about like the Squid Game shit where like oh Squid Games blew up and then. Everybody wanted to have interviews with the cast. This is before it drops. I'm talking about before yeah. it drops. You start seeing those people come out everywhere and be like, oh, blah, 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 blah. Oh, I think it's going to be a great movie. But I don't see that shit except from Hollywood. Yeah. Actors and actresses. Yeah. That's what I'm telling you. So it's a fucking large um, industry. And that is helping to push 
American culture all around the world. So the thing is, a lot of people now see the world through an American culture like standpoint. You Bro, just saying? the fact that people might know the number nine one one before their actual house address or like their their local police number. I'll be honest, yeah, I, I grew up in Nigeria. I never knew the fucking local police at the police <laughs> me number. Me too, bro. I thought That's that shit was nine one one. Until today, until this day, I don't know. I'm same here. I thought that shit is nine one one, but it's not. Apparently not. That's crazy, eh? You know what I'm saying? So like, that's that's the thing. So I don't know either, bro. I have I may have to Google it after this, bro. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like American culture is so fucking like pushed around the world. Like people start to see the world through an American perspective. Yeah. You yeah. know, like. But so it, it's weird it's very weird and this is this is something i've also thought about it's like what will the world be like if that didn't happen because the thing is like if you want to see all this shit blah 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 blah, blah uh whole, how um western countries are more advanced than the other parts of the world mm-hmm. i feel like if we're being completely honest that's only because of like them taking advantage of like slavery and colonialism yeah because the average person in the western hemisphere or in the western world in the night in the 1890s was living on less than a dollar a day that's that's abject poverty right and how long ago was that that was what 130 years ago yeah the whole like the average western person is living in abject poverty 130 years ago that's not a long time ago yeah no nah. you know what i'm saying oh, but then they take uh, the shit, the colonialism, slavery, and all that shit happens. Mm-hmm. Now they have the resources to build their shit, you know. So it's it's a weird, it's a weird thing in weird a sense. Shift like, that's going on right it's now. a it's a weird thing in a sense that like this shit is not magic, you know. It's not it's not like I've heard like people like oh because this culture is more sophisticated if it's about the culture then you should have been rich way before slavery and all that shit you know but you weren't you got rich after taking advantage of all that shit yeah and that's that's just not fair that's like almost I feel like that's cheating you know I mean it is I don't lie but there's there's a lot of weird shit going on you know more I mean American culture and like all the things that's going on right now and the fact that uh i'm also living in this country this city it's like i actually experienced it firsthand Mm. but there is one weird thing that happened recently actually i think it's like last week it's regarding blm talking back about blm i'm not necessarily talking about the movement but more of the party the blm party and the co-founder uh her name is Patrice Cullers, um she has j- just brought out the news that um, she admitted she paid 900 They She used the money from BLM for her own personal use. She used 970000 for creative service, quote-unquote. And then her brother, she, she paid her brother $840,000 for security service, quote-unquote. And it's all from charity funds. And also she admitted that... Um, she threw a party in a mansion in LA that uh, they she bought using the charity funds for her own personal uh, gains. 
like to do the birthday party. It's that, just, that, to that me, it's sad, up. bro. That sounds fucked up. It's sad because like she, first of all, she is black, a black woman herself. And like I, I'm, I live and experience firsthand, um, even though I'm not black, uh, firsthand um, of the BLM movement. Like I was literally working on the, on the street where they have um, the, the, what, what do you call, uh, demo? the the protest the uh-huh. BLM protest I was there and like it feels like that all of that hard work is just taken away by this news it's just all of a sudden it's gone bro cause like well I don't think it's gone and I'll be honest like hearing you like criticize her it's it feels weird right now but I don't understand the situation so much so I won't go into that but I won't say it's demolished um the work that people have put in to BLM, I just think that demolishes her reputation because you saying that demolishes BLM, I think it's the same thing where um, one black person can do something fucked up mm-hmm. and then people are like, oh, that's black people versus like, say, um, someone of another race can do something fucked up and they're like, oh, no, that's just him. He's, he's a bad apple. Yeah. So, I don't think it's demolished BLM. I think all that happened, all that needs to happen is um, they need to take her out and find someone who's still uh, inspired to do the work that BLM was created to do. I mean, okay. So I, if to me, if she is um, just a regular member or maybe a regular person or maybe just like the chairman or whatever, like the bookkeeper, Mm-hmm. Eh, who cares, bro? She is the co-founder. She, 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 like put all of this, and then a lot of people gave her money, and then now she use it for her, her own personal gain. And that's what I'm saying. Like that's her. Like let's not make it seem like that's not everybody it's not, it's who's not, in BLM. Not the the message for uh, for what they protest for is not dead. It's still there, and like. Yeah. It's will always be so there. That's but what I'm saying. Like it's up, her. Bro. It's her. Like she's 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 a fucked up person. She's a bad apple, right? She's a bad apple. So let's get her out of the fucking equation. Hopefully, try to get her to like, um, repay the fucking money she spent. Get her out of the equation and get someone who's willing to do the work for real. Because the thing is, there's corruption everywhere. Like every fucking word is corruption. Yeah. For, for example, this fucking, um, this unfortunate situation in Texas. Yeah. Where this motherfucker goes up and shoots up kids. The fact that it's still a fucking argument. Whether or not guns should be easy to access. In America. It doesn't make sense. But like, from what I'm seeing, like everyone I'm seeing this shit talk about it. Everyone I'm seeing talk about it is still saying the same shit like. The politicians are just catering to the fucking NRA. Yeah. So it's the same thing. Corruption is everywhere. You need to get the fucking people who aren't doing what they're supposed to be, who don't have integrity, out of those positions of power and put people who can do the fucking work in power. Mm. So, like, I say, let's say the American, like, political system isn't all trash. But, yes, there are some trash people in there. Yeah. BLM as a whole is not trash. But there are some trash people in there. 
You know what I'm saying? So that's how I feel about that. But this is the 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 crazy thing to me, bro. That's a co-founder. Yeah, it's a yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, like it's like, bro, so like, it's thing. like this, this, Kamala this Harris is like this doing some this fucked up stuff, bro. This you what are saying. the vice president, saying. you know. She's a co-founder. Mm-hmm. She may have not started off with this kind of behavior when she started it. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think so. You know what I'm saying? Honestly, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Get someone who still has that inspiration and integrity to get into that position. She might have started this shit with the whole fucking heart of let's actually make some changes but she got um, drunk on power and started misbehaving she lost her way so that's what I'm saying she she got tempted she fell mm. get her out of there put someone who's still true to the mission yeah. put him in there that's yeah. it that's all I I'm agree. thinking so that's, that's I mean think about it, like talking about this shit like it's still the politicians the ones that are leading us are bullshitting right now like I was I was uh, watching some shit about my own country Nigeria I'm not gonna come out here and just talk the positive shit we do some fucked up shit too mm-hmm. like how we cater to like these oil company giants and sell like the oil we have cause we're like one of the biggest oil um company countries in the world and like that them digging up the oil and them getting the oil fucking up some communities but instead of like stopping it for the community like they won't do that I mean if the community even starts protesting they could like try to shut that shit down the government will send like military to shut that shit down so it's everywhere it's always bad apples in the situation it's the same thing with the police like how how people are saying like defund the police or like uh, break the police up like let's not have police anymore like I don't feel like that's necessary. You just need to like the police just need to like um find the honor. You know what what being a police and being a policeman. Yeah. If you see some fucked up shit, be true to like what's good and what's wrong and get that shit out of there. But like when you see shit like that and then you're like, oh no, there's nothing wrong with it. That makes the whole fucking thing look bad. So same thing. Like just get the bad apples out there, get people who need to be in there in there. Yeah, I agree. But touching on that that matters of the shooting that's happening in Texas, but I want to talk about not just in Texas but the gun laws in general. There's, I feel like I I was I was I have a mixed feelings, bro, because I have like two views on it. Like first, I was I was thinking, bro, why don't they just ban the guns in general, ban all guns, and then like take whoever already purchased the guns like take it back and uh and then pay them the money that they have bought it for you know that way nobody has guns and then there will be no gun problems but that won't be as easy plus the nra nra will most probably be favored by the government so that might is not an easy uh way to solve the problem at all because say a lot of people from now on till the future will not be able to get guns but still there are many people who have access to guns so if that person really wants to do something bad he he could have just accessed the guns so that's that's a no good i i, I see like that's that's the cons there's a pros and cons for for side a and the second one is change the law and to ch- change the law the, the fucked up thing with the, the gun law that's happening right now is that Bro, you're you can buy rifles at eighteen 
but you're not allowed to buy handguns until you're 21. That sounds stupid. Bro, how the fuck are you allowed to get rifle that most of these kids that you you hear you heard um 18 year old kids start shooting schools and using AR15 using M- M16 uh a more um dangerous guns more dangerous weapon than a handgun yeah that just sounds stupid honestly. and you can access it when you're over 18 meanwhile to get a handgun you have to be over 21 that that just sounds stupid and they don't um, want to change that law bro that's fucked up i think i think and then this is another thing, like, they just say, oh, it's been the law, it's been, that's stupid. Like, countries change laws all the time. Yeah. Like, that's, that's very fucking stupid argument, like, oh, no, it's part of the Constitution. That's why we have lawmakers, motherfucker. Change shit. Like, if it's not work, see, the thing is, it's, this is, this is something that doesn't make sense to me. If it's not working, change it. And it's probably not working because when the motherfucker made that law, it's it was 1770 what? 76 or whatever yeah 74 75 76 i don't know i don't know know american culture like that it's fucking outdated dog like change that shit that's like what like 300 years ago or some shit like yeah it's not relevant of course of course this bro like the president had wooden teeth when that motherfucker was written into law like change it it doesn't make sense anymore the world is different you know what i'm saying like the world is fucking different it has to change um and then you're saying uh people already have the guns yeah, if they stop the guns from being accessed now, that cuts that. And then, hopefully, when you buy a gun, there's some type of record of who has which gun. And then, the government can go in and then try to buy those guns back. Because I think they did that in New Zealand. And from what I see, like, what I it's saw. It's working? Yeah, it's working very well. Bro, see, they should have they done that, bro. Like, just buy back the guns. Like, so nobody... Could have can have gun and shoot each other anymore. Yeah. So it's, see, from it what I, see, lethal. if I'm not mistaken, um, a th- square heads. I'm not sure if this is correct. This is what I was told. Shoot it. Since Sandy Hook, since the San, Sandy Hook situation, uh-huh. this is this was a mass shooting as well. That was 2012. Till now, there have been about 3,000 mass shootings. If you break that down, that's 3,000 over the span of 10 years. That means thirty shootings each. No, no, that means three hundred shootings, shootings a year. A year. That almost means every almost day. every fucking God day in America, it. there's a mass shooting. Fuck, bro. That's ridiculous. And that, bro, and that's why we never understand. Like everybody, if you ask anybody, bro, outside of America, they will never understand this problem because this is such an American thing. Like yeah. this is such an American problem. Yeah. Because. Okay, it says some. Um, it says it in the first amendment. I forgot, or or the fifth amendment, or which? No, not the fifth amendment. I think it's the first second, amendment. Second, second, or, or second. Like, um, every person in this country are allowed to uh, have guns to protect themselves. But bro, at least like make it make sense. Okay, like if okay, say, wor- this is the worst scenario to me to solve the the problem is to st- let them s- still be able to buy guns but just change the law yeah but at least change the law so that rifles are not allowed until you're i don't know 25 26 and then like see i'll be honest with you i don't give a fuck about the age a regular civilian should not be having a fucking rifle bro 
what the fuck does a regular civilian need for a rifle for? You need a handgun. Yeah, I get if you need a handgun. Bro, if you if you want a gun, you pick up that little fucking handgun that if someone is trying to rob you, you can blast them. Yeah. And the person is probably like disabled. He can't like be a threat to you anymore. Like you don't need anything that can actually like murder someone. Because if it's for protection, a stun gun or whatever, like you hit the person with whatever it is, the person's like paralyzed for a few minutes or whatever. You can you run can, away, bro. You can exactly. call the police. You can, you, you know, tie him up, like, fuck him up, whatever. Like, let's be real. What the fuck does a civilian need a um, military grade rifle for? Bro, that motherfucker pulled up into a school with the AR-15. This is some shit that you be shooting people in war with. What the fuck does a civilian need that for? I, I don't it's, know. No, that's, that's a real question. What the f- Like, if you want to, if you, like, you, you want to hunt, see, if you want to hunt then you pick up those uh, rifles that go one after one after the other. Yeah, that, that normal sh- hunting and shooting yeah. like, for hunting purpose. Yeah, the the one that you for you, deer, you put it inside, yeah. you pop the shit, yeah. you have to reload. Yeah, pop. one by one. What the fuck does someone need an automatic weapon for? And it's military grade too. like civilian. What the fuck, what the fuck do you need that for? Bro, it doesn't make sense. If if that's the case, might as well let us buy tanks. That's facts. So that we can use it on the street, bro. We can shoot anybody. That's facts. Why not? That's facts. Like, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, it really doesn't make any sense to be completely honest. Well, let but. us ride the let let us ride tanks so that with with just a normal driver license, we can get a fucking tanks and start. I don't know. Maybe shoot. That's that's the honest truth about it. And then if you if because I think. Part of that Second Amendment says something like, if it's in a controlled militia, a well-controlled militia, blah, 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 then you can have a gun for, like, protect. Then, if that's the case, why is the military, like, the strongest in the world? Plus, it, bro, I think the the budget for the military is, like, a couple hundred billion a year. Yeah, wait, it's it's the highest. It's the highest out of every yeah. other budget. So then, why is that the case? If, if you still need to have the regular civilian picking up military-grade weapons. Like, it doesn't make sense. Honestly, it's, it sounds very stupid. It's like they create their own problem and then they can't. They try to solve their, their problem by creating their own problem so that the, that business will keep on going. But why? But did, What's the you, purpose of that? Have you bro? heard the shit that the politicians were saying to like um, stop these mass shootings? And I, I, heard, uh, I watched an interview about this one senator. I think it's one senator or like a congressman out in Australia mm. is being asked about the gun laws and all that and, and, and like the, the kudos to this um, reporter by the way he's doing a great job impressing this con- congressman but pretty much uh, I forgot exactly how it goes but he pretty much just like saying like this is a very American thing what don't you th- uh, what do you think about changing the gun laws because the congressman keep on saying that oh this is this is a very sad thing that happened uh, there's there needs to be more uh, mental support system for in our community and so everybody with mental health problems can go and um, seek help and all that and then the reporter just straight up asked like, why don't you, you just ban the the guns it's, it's a very american problem and he he started going speechless and couldn't even answer a question and start going i saw the one um i think it was like uh, i think it's the senator congressman i don't know the dude was saying that they should start setting booby traps like what kind of booby traps? Booby man traps. I don't know. The person walks in and gets locked in a fucking cage or some shit. 
Bro, that's that's see, that's the thing. They're it's not trying to stupid. solve the problem, bro. They're trying to dodge the problem yeah. by giving quote unquote a better solution, but it's fucking it's stupid. dodging, bro. It's like, dodging the like problem. What I, the fuck? Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz also said some shit where he was like, um, he thinks that the the best way to go about this shit is to um create one entrance into a school and out of a school. So you can only enter through one exit, exit through one exit. Like, it's stupid. Like, okay, even if that happens, how the fuck does that stop someone from walking in and shooting people up? That will just make more problem. That's one. Like, there, cause, because there's only one entrance. I mean, probably it's because the, uh, he's thinking there will be a security guard over uh, over there. So it will be easier to guard the, the entrance. Yeah, but, but then again, like a regular security guard is just thinking he's want to like watch kids and make sure our kids don't walk around the school selling drugs and shit and then 12 30 p.m some motherfucker walks up to him with a fucking ar-15 what the fuck is he gonna do i don't know but i mean they they might like put like a military le- uh, level security guy on, on each school i That's don't know stupid though right so think about it like if the whole point of the militia is to help fight with the military to protect the country now you're using the military to fight the fucking militia that's in the country already that yeah that's stupid but the, the reason why i feel like that's really stupid bro having one um exit for school because you don't think when there's fire or earthquake yeah when you trying to go out up. from one door bro they're, they're dead already bro mm-hmm. their, their chances of getting out of the the um urgent situation is less now mm-hmm. because there's only one way to go in and out of that school. Yep. So it's not a way to go. Yep. No, it's 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 ridiculous. It's it doesn't it doesn't look good for them, and we'll see how that develops. Um. Yeah, bro. Because oh man, I don't know. I, I still st- like growing up, bro. In middle school, high school, heard about this shit, and I'm like, and the thing is that. I couldn't relate to that story back then, to to the the shit that's going on right now, uh, with all the shooting, because we never have that gun problems like out uh, yeah, in, in no my one, country. I don't, I don't think anybody else on the planet has that gun problem. Like, bro, like I think America is literally the only country in the world that is pushing guns like that. I'm yeah. not sure. I think it is, but like, if it if it's not, it's it's only America. I'm hearing a lot of this shit from. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it's. I think the the solution is simple. We just hope that the the politicians can do their jobs. Because I remember seeing a clip of one of them in like the Congress hall or the Senate hall. Can't tell the difference. And dude was like, "Why the fuck are you there? Like, why are you a politician if you can't like make the necessary changes in moments like these? Why the fuck are you a politician then?" Exactly, bro. So that's I mean, a big question right there. We hope, hope you can get a good answer from that. Hopefully, this will be the last, man. Like, I really hope that this is the last because, bro, it's it's tiring not only because, like, it's been happening again and again, but it's because nothing has been done to it. Mm-hmm. That's why it's, it's tiring, bro. Like, okay, you heard that. That happened. Where everybody said it uh, becomes a big talk. And then... It, the news died down and then it happens again and then now everybody's talking about it again but then the laws never get never just nothing has changed bro 
Yeah. It's unfortunate. Honestly, like, the more I see the way America operates, I, I just feel like it's borderline a third world country. The only thing that separates it is, like, the infrastructure and technology. But, like, yeah. the way it's handled, it really feels like a third world country. I don't know if you have anything else to say, but I, I don't. No, I, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah, well, I j- we just hope that it will change for the better. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. This is Miss Squareheads. I'm your host, Manohead, with my co-host, Marcello. Peace out, baby.